This podcast is hosted by Dr. Happymon Jacob. Dr. Jacob is an associate professor of security studies at Jawaharlal Nehru University, New Delhi. His weekly column on India's national security and foreign policy issues is published by The Hindu. He is also the author of two new books on India-Pakistan border, Line on Fire by Oxford University Press and Line of Control by Penguin India. Hello and welcome to the National Security Conversation. In this episode of the NSC, I will be once again discussing the ongoing military standoff between India and China on the line of actual control. There is today a growing number of reports that convincingly show that the Chinese PLA, the People's Liberation Army, has encroached into and captured territory on the Indian side of the LSE. This is in many ways unprecedented and different from the previous standoffs such as the ones at Depsang in northern Ladakh in 2013, at Chumar in eastern Ladakh in 2014, and at Doklam Tri-Junction in 2017 for several reasons. For one, there are several coordinated simultaneous PLA operations happening at this point of time, all with green signal from the top military and political leadership in Beijing. Secondly, the current PLA encroachments are in areas that are previously uncontested. Now, that's an important point. And thirdly, the PLA incursions in eastern Ladakh are taking place at a strategically significant place from an Indian point of view. So, is this really a result of differing perceptions of the line of actual control as many people are making them out to be? Indian army officers who have served in the area have pointed out that although the line of actual control is not marked on the ground, the location of the LAC is pretty known to and very well known to actually to both the Indian army and the PLA. Therefore, they say that the differing perceptions theory is a convenient tool used by the Chinese to encroach into the Indian territory. Talks are currently underway between the two sides to resolve the issue, but China has the advantage of surprise, has made the first move and has conventional military superiority over India. Does it mean that India will have to accept the fate accompli and move on? Or will New Delhi ensure that the status quo ante as of April 2020 is re-established and reinstated? To discuss this, I have with me General H.S. Panag. Lieutenant General H.S. Panag served in the Indian Army for 40 years. He was the Northern and Central Army Commander. Post-retirement, he was a member of the Indian Armed Forces Tribunal. Today, he's a well-known columnist and commentator on strategic issues. General Panag, welcome back to the National Security Conversation. Good to have you. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, everyone. Uh, General uh, Parag, thank you. Over the past several weeks, you have been making a very forceful argument that the Chinese soldiers have crossed into the uh, Indian side of the line of action control. Tell us more, more, more about it. What is your assessment of the scope and scale of the Chinese intrusion into the Indian side? You have been writing about it. I've read your pieces, but I think it is important that you explain your own words um, to our, our viewers. Okay, just a word first, that the Chinese thought process is always strategic. They never do uh, tactical uh, actions in isolation. So the strategic backdrop for the current happenings on the LAC is 
that the fundamental thing about China is China considers India to be its competitor. Not only in Asia, it considers that India will be a competitor tomorrow in the entire world. India will right. become a pole by itself. Right. So it wants to impose its hegemony on India. So it picks up the border dispute, which is, uh, you know, there right from 1950 and uh, 70 year old uh, dispute. And uh, because the borders are unsettled and the LAC demarcation has not taken place, China is in possession of territory, our territory. And uh, uh, there is a asymmetry in the rival capabilities. China That's is far superior to us militarily. That's so it uses this weakness of ours or, or the ambiguity about the LAC to impose its hegemony on us. That is the strategic thought process of China. That's now, right. part of this is all about our current international alignments, our approach to Pakistan, which is China's uh, all-weather friend, our approach to the one belt, uh, one one road, one belt, one belt, one road. That's right. Uh, um, distinct phenomena. The fact that we have laid claims to Baltistan and. Uh, even Home Minister has mentioned about uh, uh, Aksai Chin. Aksai Chin. Yeah. So these things are all at the backdrop, if not to forget the Tibetans who have got a government in exile in India, while the government of India says they are only guests here, uh, given shelter. But the fact is that there is a Tibetan government in exile in India, and the Dalai Lama is alive and very much in India at the moment. And China That's considers right. its periphery, both here as the Uyghurs, as a, as a threat to itself. So okay. now with this strategic backdrop, it uses the LAC. Now on the LAC also, there's a strategic and uh, And that issue is, uh, rather on the boundary question, that China believes that sooner or later, if not today, then after 10 years, 15, 20, whatever time it takes, India will reassert its claim on the accession and all of the lost territories uh, in as far as our, um, uh, especially Ladakh is concerned. So it is very sensitive to any threat uh, developing to uh, Aksai Chin. Our infrastructure, which has been developing over the last uh, you know, decades, but certainly under this government, there has been a impetus given to this development of this border infrastructure. Yeah. Or its completion, I would say. Not that it was not being done before. Which so is we have made one strategic road that is the um, uh, Darbuk, Shok, Beg Oldi road which goes right up to Karate. That's right. Now, the uh, other thing is that the southern part of the Aksai Chin, the threat to it can develop from the Changchen Mori. Right. right. And the third part is that the Pengangso area is part of the threat developing development to Changchenmo, and also that we have developed some roads towards Anila Pass, and even the Changchenmo road itself has been developed up to Hot Springs. So, if we if we get behind the uh, Pengongso Finger area to the north via Anila Pass, then we enter Khurnak directly, and from there or another route that goes to goes to Changchen. So this way we we get hold of this area which has been secured post 62 
it was it was it was really not part of the chinese uh, you know claim line earlier this is the extra territory they usurp uh, uh, during the 62 war not post 62 during the 62 war uh, because 62 war generally they came up to the 1960 uh, claim line so right. the is very sensitive to these areas the the Dorotbeg was the sector is the only sector from where you develop a threat, direct threat to accession. By the way, it's our own weakness because our line of communication is very tenuous. It runs parallel to the line of actual control. Our alternate road could not be built. That is right. from the Nubra Valley via Sasirla. Sasirla is a snowbound. It's best a, at best a short duration summer um, right. road. Right. Or we make a tunnel through that. And then the southern front of the accession. So it's very sensitive to this. Now you see the three intrusions that have apparently taken place. We'll start from the north. First is that as we are built up, we have now positioned a brigade in, in the Dorot Bay Goldi area. And uh, for quite some time, uh, I don't know the exact date when sure. it was positioned there. Sure. So the LSE has been running parallel to the, uh, sorry, the road runs parallel to the LSE. And one of the closest points is the Galwan River. Now, Galwan right. River, uh, the original uh, location where we were pre-62 was not the present LAC. The present LAC is only 5 kilometers. The post of 5 Jart, which fought valiantly there, was as the river takes a southeast, uh, southeastern turn uh, from the 5 kilometer mark, uh, it was still another 10-15 kilometers ahead. That's right. So during 62, instead of uh, restricting itself to that post, it came right up to the present uh, uh, LAC. And there was no dispute here. It was generally accepted. So, so long as you were making the road to DBO and they, it was vulnerable at this point, China kept quiet. But then we started making a feeder road. Now, what is the advantage of a feeder road? Once you make the feeder road, then you can defend this area of the Galwan mouth. Where or the Galwan junction uh, beyond the Galwan junction, five kilometers, where it joins the shore by right. sitting on the heights, and right. this road gives you a better infrastructure, you know, to, to do that, and plus improves your patrolling. And then Galwan itself is an avenue to the Aksai though uh, though difficult one, but it is there. So this is one area of the intrusion. There was no dispute here. They probably came in here. Uh, sometimes end April or beginning May and uh, there are two ways they could have done it. One was that they came in just two, three kilometers and then climbed the hills to the north and the south because without securing the hills, sitting in the valley is meaningless. That's only a border action. That's a, that would be done by border guards and not by uh, border defense units, not by regulars who have come in. So what they have done is they have seized the hills to the north and to the south and the penetration itself may be either two to three kilometers or if you take the hills that are with them it could be three to four Wait, kilometers so just just to clarify when you said they have seized the uh, hills north and south they were in india's position before april so you see the thing was that we were not we were we made the cardinal mistake we went for uh, these hills were not uh, the that is related to the pattern of defense of the LAs of the entire right. Ladakh. Right. In right. Ladakh, the main defenses are way behind. And in this right. area, we had not developed any main defenses so far. That's right. But they, they were understood to be on the Indian side of the LSE. 
So since there was no dispute here, it was only ITBP patrolling. Correct. And there's the ITBP post. So we were not holding these lines. But logically, if you are developing the, the in sort of road in a sensitive area, you should have held them beforehand. We did not, apparently. So right. while there are no evidence of satellite imagery that they are holding the hills, but logic says there's no point coming in the valley if you're not holding the hills. Now, if they are not holding the hills, then logically we should be holding the hills, which is not the case. Right? So this is one part, one area of right. intrusion. Right. Uh, the road to the sensitive area of Aksaichin, uh, DBO is, uh, DBO. has been uh, sort of cut off at the moment, effectively. Hmm. And DBO, before I come move to the other sector, is, is once one area from where a collusion with Pakistan is possible. Because just west of it is the Nubra Valley. So if right. they enter via Sasirla and go down, the entire Siachen Glacier is cut off. Interesting. Because Nubra Valley is one of the feeders. This is, this. And then remember that the Shaksgram Valley, which has been hmm. ceded by Pakistan to China, is right. touching uh, Karakoram. And now they are developing an airfield there. Interesting. So, Interesting. so this area is collusion is possible, and especially a joint action by Pakistan in Siachen, because Siachen, after all, Pakistan is you know very very sensitive about, and a ch limited Chinese action taking place there. So anyway, I leave it at that. Uh, unless you that, want to ask me to finish this point and ask a question. No, I think I think this is a very interesting explanation. So you're basically saying that the current contestation between the two sides is not really over some icy wastelands, um, you know, up north. It is basically a uh, game that is played by the Chinese with a clear strategic motive. In fact, you wrote um, in the um, um, in the print the other day that Ladakh is the only area where physical military collusion can take place between Pakistan and China. So I understand the story so far. What I don't understand is that what explains the timing of this sort of a well, if it is a well calculated long term sort of a uh, game, yeah. why now? Yes, I'll explain to you. 5th of August last year, we upset the uh, Chinese way of thinking and Pakistani way of thinking by, right. uh, by the abrogating uh, Article 370's application in certain matters to Jammu and Kashmir. Right. And we created the Union Territory of Ladakh. Right. So China firstly is very sensitive to this matter. Way back in 2010, it had declared once once that its uh, border is only starts from uh, south of Damchok and uh, this part of the LAC is not uh, considered by them as as part of the border border with India. It's a part of border with the disputed territory of Jammu and Kashmir. Hmm. On 6th of August itself last year, China had given a statement about about this issue. Now. Uh, it was raised by um, Xi Jinping at the Chennai summit. Right. And right. Uh, uh, also this issue was raised by him, though I don't know whether it was mentioned publicly um, or not. Uh, then the China Park Economic Corridor, it not only, uh, uh, when we asked, it's not only our statement, which I thought were undiplomatic to make, that we are going to seize Baltistan. Surely parliament resolution is there. We will seize it uh, maybe one day after 10, 15, whenever we want. Whenever the government so desires, it can start the action. Uh, but to say it publicly is, uh, I thought, lack finesse. Right. And right. Uh, 
same the remarks on accession related to Ladakh, which was shown as part of the map. Another point that which people miss out is that the threat to uh, Gilgit and Skardu develops from the Shok Valley downstream. That is downstream from Turtuk. And right, it can right. all from here as well as from the Indus Valley in Batalik. So, and this is, if you recall Operation Trident and read between mm. the lines, mm. uh, one of the objectives was Skardu. Okay. Uh, right. When the things started hotting up, uh, if the Ravik has written this in his, uh, uh, I think, uh, War That Never Was or some book, one book mm. he wrote on this issue uh, after of uh, Trident, as to what are the real objectives, and how far is Gilgit from there? Another 40 kilometers. And this is from where the China Park Economic Corridor passes. So it's a very sensitive territory. And if China tomorrow seizes, Donald Bekundi gets down into Nubra. It forced all that option too that we have. So how far from Nubra Valley are they perched at this point of time in your estimate? The Chinese? Right. Uh, the total, I think uh, as the crow flies, it's just about, um, about 50 kilometers. 50 kilometers. All right. That's from that's, Nubra that's Valley. A, oh, that's that's, that's sensitive. Flies. It is that just is, on... On, on, we are on, one, on one side of the on one side of the Siachen Glacier is uh, lies the Dorad Beg Oldi sector, the, the heights on top of glacier which we occupy. Glacier itself is one part, but the, it's the heights that the western heights on top of which which, which we are sitting at the moment. That all these areas, Bila Fondla and Banatop and so on, right? And right. on the other side, in between, is the Sasirla and this 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 ridge line. And then is the Dalat Beg only. This is interesting. So you are basically saying that there is a uh, larger strategic implication underlying what is happening between the two sides at this point of time. And this is would you would you also say that this is characteristically different from what happened, say, in 2013 at the at the uh, Devsang um, in the northern Ladakh at Chuma in eastern Ladakh in 2014 and at Doklam. Uh, in uh, 2017, yes. is it? Yes, oh, I think also. those were the, those actions were. Uh, it, no, the 2013 action was related to this road itself because not only can the road be interdicted at Galwan right. as it enters the Depsang Plains, it travels right. a long distance to DBO. Hmm. Again, there it is running parallel to the to the the you know the 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 the, the LAC. So that part was related to the threat again to this road. And uh, at that time, uh, the China Park Economic Corridor was still in nascent stage. So things had not you know, warmed up to that extent. So I would say that uh, if they had a foresight, could be linked to it. Now, Chumar was uh, more of uh, China had uh, developed a road there and we had uh, moved some troops to the area of Chumar. Chumar incidentally is not on the LAC, it's on the on the it's on the international border, south of Depsang, uh, south of south of Demchok is international border. Interesting, yeah, you wrote about it, yeah. Yes. So uh, so that and that was also a signal uh, about what China's overall strategy is uh, when when Mr. ZKC came here for a for a for a visit. So I think while incidents have been going on, that is just to keep the situation right. But Chumar and 
uh, Depsang 2013 were certainly serious ones and former related to the introduction of the road and Chumar because Chumar's importance is that from, from Damchok itself, the, 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 the town of Nagari, which is also their you know, kind of provincial uh, headquarters, is just 50 kilometers. And from Chumar, it is, as the crow flies, even a little closer. And so you can cut off all the defenses of theirs which are forward of Nagari and reach Nagari directly. It's a very, it's a very difficult route, but if China can develop a road, so can we link our road to that. That's right. So That's right. That was there. So, but this one is, as I said, the intent is strategic and with the kind of the background backdrop which I have given. Now we right. can move uh, to... Sure, sorry, sure. Yes. Jal uh, Panag, what is your response to those who say that this is a matter of differing perceptions of the LSC and as a matter of fact, India has not really See, lost any territory? No, let, let, me, let, me, let me complete what they are saying, actually. They are saying that uh, this is actually a misinformation campaign by those critical of the government's policy, including yourself. What's your response to that? Yes, I'll explain that. Firstly, the Chinese perceptions have been differing about the Firstly, the international boundary. Then there are various claim lines. Up to 59, they had one claim line. Right. Then they, in 59, in November, he gave the child line, gave the famous letter, uh, you know, where he used the first time the words line of actual control. And uh, that's the time the forward policies that started clashing with each other. Uh, you know, the right. first clash took place at Nanakla, where the police personnel were killed to a party of 15. Hmm. So uh, now, uh, uh, so they, then they came out with this line of 59 or November of 1960, which brought it to almost to the line which they have reached today. And, lit, and they, though they have they can come a little beyond that. So their perceptions have forever been changing. For the first, uh, since 62, up to 86, 87, when the Sundrong Shu incident took place, till that time, our defenses were close to 100 kilometers behind. 150 kilometers behind. The main defenses. We were not even on the Ladakh range, uh, except for Chushul. Elsewhere, we were, and Chushul and Lukung, elsewhere, we were way behind. And very ineffective patrolling was being done. In fact, uh, the IB was not manned by the ITBP. So it is when we went for the forward posture, we took our defenses forward, that the ITBP posts and etc., everything became much more effective uh, than before. And then the 93, and till then also, uh, this patrolling was not much of an issue. Uh, you know, up to then the first uh, confidence building agreement was signed by Mr. Narsimha Rao in 93. That's the time they started talking about as to where is the LAC, how to manage the border. And then they came up with this differing perceptions. Now, the differing perceptions are related to their, both their strategic and technical interests wherever they want an advantage. So they want an advantage in DBO. They don't want us to threaten them. So they may have a different, uh, in Depsang Plains, they have different perceptions. Similarly, at Pengong, they don't want us to develop our roads and uh, via Nila Pass, get behind them in, in the long run. So again, there's a different perceptions. At Damchok, because from Damchok, we threaten uh, the township of Nagari. It's our advantage. So they again have a different perception. So, and then Chumar, again, for the same reason, because again, we can, uh, there's an alternate approach to the town of Nagari. So wherever we could pose some sort of a threat, they went in for different perceptions. And then again, 
since there's no marking on the ground, so there's different perceptions can keep on changing. Right, right. And whereas we are quite clear, generally we know the 1960 line. Uh, our last posts in 62 were located there. Sirijap 1 and 2 right, are yeah. just ahead of finger 8. And Galwan, right. we were a little forward. Galwan, they have they had come for, um, in in '62. They had come earlier. Hot Springs was uh, 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 Konkala was very much our last position. So we know the NLC. Now in Hot Springs again, there was no different perception. But suddenly they have created a different perception. They said that you have threatened us in, in this thing. There is a there is a loop being made by the LAC at Konkala. Okay. Hmm. Uh, the loop, the LAC runs uh, west to east, goes round Konkala, again, again turns east from there. So it's a loop. Right. And the uh, hot springs is at the base of the loop. It can be approached from the south as well as from Konkala. Now we were developing a road to Konkala, which is the southern approach to Aksai Chin. Because Lanakla was at, is the point which we, we, we were, where the you know, our police patrol was ambushed in 1959. Right. And so now they have interdicted the track building activities which were going on between Hot Springs and Konkala. So that is why. And there was no different perception there. Konkala was very much there in 62 <coughs> and Hot Springs also, which they vacated. So again, they have created a different perception line. Whereas in, in Pengong, they had given different, different, uh, they had given a different perception. And uh, the reason was very simple. They want to be at finger four so that the junction of roads at Fobran, from where a road goes to Chang Chenmo and one goes to Anila Pass, it's a Y like this. It goes like this. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so it's easier to interdict it from there. Whereas moment you go to finger eight, you get more depth once we once the regular troops occupy. At the moment, of course, it was only ITVP uh, holding it. So this different perception is forever changing. And in the pattern of defense in Ladakh, even today, because of terrain configuration, our defenses, main defenses of the regular troops vary from 10 to 80 kilometers behind. We are sitting on the Ladakh range, Tungti, which is the center point of the, our defenses. It is 70 kilometers from Tamchok. Right, right. Now, right. we secure these forward areas with the selective manning of positions by mechanized forces and by surveillance, right? So that we can shape the battle if the, if the with the law of full-fledged war. Now, when uh, the, the ITBP only polices the border, it polices hmm. the border. Hmm. It's not defending the border. That's right, yeah. And it is at sensitive points and there are vast differences between the gaps. If you want to man the, the, the LAC, like you are manning uh, Punjab or uh, Rajasthan, it can or be Jammu. done. Yeah. Uh, increase the num increase your uh, 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 sort of ITBP tenfold. Then they not man the border continuously. And then today we are holding Ladakh with uh, with uh, one division. Put three divisions. Right, right. And you can hold it like the LOC. And we may well be sucked into that if we find that China's perceptions keep <laughs> varying again and again and again. The only way out for us. Other than making counter uh, sort of uh, you know uh, actions like uh, holding occupying similar property, similar uh, uh, sort of areas, yeah. which are yeah. not helped by China, so we may end up holding it. So this differing perceptions is a very dangerous theory. 
it we that is why i have written in my article that at the end of this uh, uh, current uh, confrontation we must ensure that area by area a proper marking of the lac takes place if it does not take place this perception will keep on changing and the person who seizes the initiative will always come forward and seize the point we we can do it but right. you so, have symmetry you have asymmetry right. in terms of capabilities so you are little hesitant and yeah, you are yeah. you are little uh, you, you are hesitant to to do it so if it today it is pengong tomorrow it will be the kailash range the entire kailash range is not held either by china or by us the lac passes over the kailash range the 62 battle was fought there rizangla burung uh, hill magar hill it was fought there the entire lac passes over that so but we are not holding it the moment today because we felt so it is to, not to to paraphrase you what you are saying general is that uh, those who make the claim about perceptions differing perceptions are actually buying a very dangerous argument which is conveniently propagated by the chinese side right because Absolutely. if you go by that there are many places which are not held by either side and if they are strategic enough the other side is going to take that and given the chinese superiority in commercial terms they may actually be better placed to take over these places absolutely and you see now what happens if the let's say the, out of these three areas the differing perception is only in pangong if we right. what has happened now right. in the last uh, one month plus what has happened is that chinese have come to their claim line that is at finger 4 mm -hmm. whereas we are cannot reach our lsc which is at finger 8 and that is good 7 to 8 kilometers away So what has happened? Willingly, whether you call it, they have only the claim line. You have you address to us is our LAC, what we consider the LAC, not China, which is forever changing its uh, claim line. You have written in the print that rather than evolving a clear, clear strategy and broadly sharing it with the nation, the Modi government and the military have gone into denial about any loss of territory, attributing the present situation to. Differing perceptions about the LAC. Now, the question that I have is that: Is is denial, temporary denial, a good diplomatic strategy so as to avoid the domestic pressure to act act against China? Remember, China is not Pakistan, so acting against China is going to be slightly more expensive uh, sort of a proposition. So, is it is it a time buying diplomatic strategy that the government is adopting? If so, See, is that a good there, one? There are, there are a couple of aspects to it. One is that I respect the government's right to have. Uh, Uh, a degree of ambiguity in right. the in the in a, in this developing in a developing situation uh, so that your options are foreclosed uh, why because uh, we are uh, we there is a resurgence of nationalism which has been uh, built up uh, by ideology and right. by and of which the government is is, is part so uh, if uh, it is if the people see it as uh, as giving up your territory or our territory has been lost it's a very emotional point and government's decision making will to that extent get uh, handicapped and similarly military planning we rather than do that we will be get trapped into that point where at that point may not be the most suitable point where china has to be contested it may be elsewhere so to that extent i respect it but having said that when today every soldier is carrying a mobile phone there is satellite imagery available which sooner or later will 
will will mm. this thing will uh, come out with with the ingress uh, so there is also a requirement that you have to share to a certain degree with the with the nation i mean i don't expect you say that this is what has happened it should simply be that china has uh, has come up to uh, xyz which is their claim line uh, consequently we can't patrol up to our lac now it's a fact now we can't patrol right. up to the right. junction of the lac in dalwan we can't patrol up to konkala and we cannot patrol from finger 4 to finger 8 so this much is now a fact so this should be shared otherwise the perception uh, we lose the battle of perception china says exactly this that i have not done anything i have mm. just come up to my own area right and right. Uh, it is it is your mischief and when you when people argue there is no there is no intrusion nothing has happened what are you doing you are playing into chinese hand like i exactly. wrote in my last line the exactly. acme of skill is not to win um, uh, you know in 100 battles right. but uh, to win without uh, without fighting china is winning without fighting that's it right. uh, so you are, you, are, you are playing into their hands whereas if you say that this is what has happened and now we are negotiating and our priority is diplomacy and to restore status quo through the existing border this thing it would be a fair one so denial is not the strategy is the right strategy denial is the denial i think is is uh, is a uh, is uh, is uh, you, that way you play into the chinese hands right uh, again generally you wrote that india's task is cut out it has to ensure that status quo ante 1 april 2020 prevails for quasi sanctification of the undemarcated lnc so that china does not advance similar claims in future to gain tactical advantage and embarrass fresh humiliate india at when if it cannot be done diplomatically it must be done forcibly general panag it is one thing to ask for a forcible eviction of the pla troops but it's entirely different thing to use force against a militarily superior adversary however justifiable the causes don't you think so see it's like this where you at certain times hard decisions have to be taken there right. are uh, 93 to 2013 i think there are five border confidence building measures there have been 14 meeting between heads of states and right. there have been two uh, summits at this border management theme has been played out it is a major part of all these agreements as well as the meetings that have taken place right but we have reached nowhere so unless uh, the at the end of it through negotiations or diplomacy we as i say quasi sanctification that we must say that the lac cannot be violated and by default if we still agree to the existing different perception we should not violate their um no uh, uh, you know, so called line of uh, chinese line of control but patrolling right. can continue so a kind of no man's land can be can be created but these should be again demarcated and it should be absolutely clear so they don't they don't change uh, change tomorrow that's the part of what i am seeking diplomatically as you know and uh, you know in terms of uh, of military talks that are taking place right but coming back to the point of uh, use of force see if nothing like this happens you no know, one option is that we we give up we agree to what china says and uh, we, we we surrender though i don't think it happens like that because even if let's say we come to a diplomatic um, agreement it will not be expressed in such words it would be that they would impose a condition on us don't develop any further infrastructure uh, beyond finger 4 beyond uh, hot springs 
and into the Galwan Valley. And mm -hmm. do not occupy the heights on top of Galwan Valley and don't occupy um, you know, Konkala and Hot Spring the regular troops. Something like something, something mm -hmm. like that uh, is the condition that they would impose. And the condition that they would impose to fulfill their strategic intent of imposing their hegemony, that would that which affects our foreign policy would would be would be would have to be seen in the long run. After all, right. we have been through this. We have uh, we, uh, uh, at Doklam, we, we both agreed to disagree. We declared victory. And right. uh, we said that we Chinese have uh, pulled out. But the fact is that barring Zong Ferry Rich, which they have left out as a token of that Gohan spirit, mm -hmm. the rest mm -hmm. of the uh, entire plateau has been totally littered with Chinese infrastructure. Absolutely. Today. Absolutely. So what, is, what is the end result in the end? So, I mean, this was the end result there. So what may happen is that uh, government may easily declare uh, once status quo is restored, even if we give in, we may not know how much we have given in or not. Given, but these things remain shrouded in, in, in secrecy. Uh, and it, it, it always remains like that. And so, uh, but it may declare victory. But uh, what, what if they do not get uh, agreement, a quasi agreement. It would be worth giving, if it would be worth giving up these concessions, provided that each and every different perception is thereafter surveyed and marked so that nothing more can ever happen. And overall, the, the so called joint the working groups that have been held 22 meetings in their 24th, 25th, 26th meeting, then they end up exchanging maps over the next two years. Yes, then it's a concession worth giving out at least to manage the LLC, if not the final boundary question. But if we don't do that, if that China is not agreeing, and the very fact that they sent a male general to meet our lieutenant general today, uh, whereas, of course, uh, it was a... Although it was a core command. Although the uh, Chinese... Well Chinese. Yes, but it was well known to us. China has no goals. China has no goals. But then, General, let me come back to the earlier point that you made. You are saying that even on the Indian side of the line of actual control, it may be worth giving a few concessions in order to cater to the Chinese fears, provided uh, they are willing to, the to point, do certain things. Concessions to the point to that in these that that in these areas we will not develop the kind of infrastructure which we propose to develop or whatever right. we agree to with China. Provided. It's not that you give up everything, but you do you restrict yourself that this right. area will not be occupied in strength. Right. No regular troops will be deployed. Something like that. In return for um, um, after all, the scientifying agreement also said that tanks will not be taken to within um, ten kilometers of the LS. Whereas, right. whereas in the in 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 the uh, in the eighty six eighty seven and eighty eight eighty nine, there were no such restrictions. Uh, there has been, uh, we used to, uh, Indian Army used to carry out flotation exercise in the Pengong and the near Lukum. I understood. So these concessions, so you're saying these concessions can be given in return for what? For a quasi-scientification quasi of the Yes, sanctification uh, and, and, and marking at least of the areas of different perceptions and subsequently in the joint working groups, the demarcation of the LAC. If it, that's a broader, but it will not settle the boundary question. It will only settle the management of the LEC. Right. That's one part of what you have written, uh, General. The other part is if the Chinese are not going to be uh, 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 amenable to a diplomatic solution, then 
it must be done by force. What are those yes. military options yes. that we have? I feel that uh, while there is asymmetry, it's more in the technological realm. And when it comes to uh, high troop warfare and mountain warfare, uh, the technology has got its limitations. As we realized in, and, and superiority, as we realized mm -hmm. in Kargil, a handful of people sitting on top of a hill uh, can do uh, much more damage uh, mm -hmm. than, than, uh, than an army with all its technology, you know, pounding you everywhere. And numerical so superiority. It, and technology, as we have seen in the case of America also, uh, where it has, it has used it uh, in, 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 in Iraq, it has used it in Syria, has got a severe limitation. And there are ways and means of overcoming the handicaps of technological superiority. Numbers-wise, there is not much difference. We are numbers. We can we can muster as much numbers as as, as we like. So, having said that, uh, I would say that we may not have the offensive capability. Where in the once you go on the offensive, you become more vulnerable to such action because you you tend to you tend to open out. But uh, if we can seize similar areas, and there are enough areas around, I will not go into the details. And uh, these are these have been very much part of our plans. And uh, I mean, uh, to, since this area is in question, this area between finger four and finger eight, this was one of the areas which was one of our preemptive tasks. Okay, uh, this since it's already being discussed, so there are many areas where Indian Army can seize. Uh, we have advantage, and we can seize certain areas, and. Uh, uh, it's a question that whether we are, or we are, we can take the. It, most of some of these are on the LAC itself, but put China at a big disadvantage. And some, like if China can have a theory of differing perceptions, even we can also say that uh, one of our uh, uh, our uh, you know grazing grounds is overlapping. Our rebos have been going there all these years, and so on and so. Forth. It's entirely up to you. So you can do it, but then the consequences will be be prepared. For a sharp skirmish, and right. I think I think in such a skirmish we will be able to give China a, a bloody nose, and which for China it would be a defeat. And China cannot also risk a war at this. Right. So, so, to paraphrase you, if I understood you correctly, you were saying that there are either undefended or weakly defended positions along the LAC that the Chinese on the Chinese side of the LAC. Which, if necessary, in a tit for act at action, India can sort of try and uh, uh, occupy if they do not go, if they do not agree with any diplomatic solution. To it. Otherwise, otherwise, if diplom if they if they have come here to stay, to continue to exert pressure and ask from you lay down unacceptable conditions, which demean India's uh, status and uh, and uh, sovereignty. Then I suppose uh, there has to a price has to be paid for that, mm -hmm. and we should be willing to pay the price for that. And it's not restricted. It's not restricted to army actions. You can take uh, uh, action by the IAF. While uh, uh, IAF is uh, is almost at par with the uh, the People's Liberation Army Air Force uh, in the in the high altitude areas, we're having a much better advantage of flying from lower altitudes vis-a-vis them flying from um, uh, higher altitudes. Though, of course, they have also have air refuelers and all that, but we are with a very experienced advantage. So you can do certain things with the IAF as well. 
So the trouble with the tit-for-tat um, response is that, as you correctly pointed out, the Chinese focus on the Ladakh region uh, is strategic for several reasons. As you correctly pointed out, XI chain, Siachen Glacier, the Sino-Pakistan collusion, all of that. So if they continue to do what they do there, um, and if India does militarily something elsewhere in a tit-for-tat manner, that doesn't take care of our strategic concern as to what China might be doing in the Ladakh region. Uh, I see what happens is uh, you have to start on certain certain assumptions, and uh, one assumption is that uh, China also does not want, uh, given its current status and uh, its focus on, you know, becoming a world power, it cannot be seen to be fighting a full fledged war, and. Right. Uh, it is uh, that is why I that is why it is very important that China should be seen as an aggressor. This is what we should tell the world that this is what China has done. Why was Pakistan seen as the aggressor across the line of control, which everybody thought the line of control is not bought, not the international boundary and finders are keepers? Why was this? Why Mr. Bagpai's policy was uh, very correct? He sanctified the LOC. You cannot alter the status of the LOC, and that's exactly what Bill Clinton told Nawaz Sharif. Mm. Go back. Mm. So, uh, if, 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 if it, it happened there, exactly, we should, our approach to the world should be yes, China has violated the uh, uh, LAC here, here, and here, and we reserve the right to take similar uh, action. That would be a fair one. And China cannot risk. Uh, if at the moment, what are we just? What is the what is the social media justification? Nothing has happened. China has done nothing. It's only come up to its own areas, and uh, the government has been in denial about the exact state of the uh, intrusions. So, as I said, get told earlier, this is playing into the Chinese Chinese hands. Though even the world may not. The world is also talking in ambiguous terms. Oh, there are areas between perceptions, etc. No. The LSC for us has sanctity. He has crossed the LSC and prevented us from reaching our LSC. And even right. the patrolling. We, right. it, it is aggression. We cannot allow it. And once General, you do this kind of international justification, then your actions are, 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 uh, will also be equally justified. Let me qualify. Right. Go ahead. That Go ahead. I have said that everywhere in my article that the first priority is diplomacy. Right. And for yeah. the last so many years, all the previous intrusions have been handled diplomatically. Again, what happened in the end, what concessions we gave are not in public. So that is why, right. uh, that is why there is a question mark uh, on, 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 on all this, uh, the previous uh, cooling off and the standoff points. I'm, I'm going to draw a comparison at the risk of oversimplification. Um, the... The, when the Indians, Indian army struck the Pakistani, um, um, across the Pakistani side in 2016 in a surgical strike, the Pakistani side refused to accept that there was any surgical strike. Uh, they basically denied that there was any surgical strike and they did not respond to it. Uh, now, the Chinese side has crossed over to the Indian side. Now, the Indian side is saying in many ways, that there is no incursion into the Indian side. Uh, why did the Pakistanis do that? Because responding to a surgical strike against a conventionally superior military is not going to be easy. For the Indian side now, if you accept that there is aggression, 
responding to a conventionalist, conventional superior China, conventional superior China is not going to be that easy. But if you admit that, then it's good. To, you're going to lose face domestically. Is that a fair comparison? Are we? In yeah, a there is a there is a fundamental difference. An right. airstrike or a missile strike is a temporary. No, I was talking about 2016. I was talking about 2016. Bigger pardon? I was talking about 2016 surgical strikes, not the. Um, um, both, uh, the, both, the, uh, both, both the surgical, uh, okay, even the surgical strikes, uh, even the, uh, the 2016 surgical strikes, September 2016. Right. Temporary in nature. You went, That's right. you came back. Here, right. uh, and so Pakistan could well, well uh, deny it. Your incursion was not very deep, it was 1.5 kilometers, it was a low end uh, tactical raid. Which was tom tommed as a as a major thing. Yes, for the first time we took a, a, a own owned decision. That means it was owned by the government, owned by the army. That we have done earlier. We never used to own it up. I'll leave it at that. That's right. Yeah. Here the thing is that while you can go into denial, but today the question is: Are LSEs at finger eight? Is our patrol there? If our patrol can reach finger eight, take photographs, plant a, a temporary flag, leave a few uh, markings on the stones, uh, fair enough. The fact is, we cannot. Today, can we go to Konkala? Unlikely. Unlikely. And can we go and to the, uh, the LSE where it crosses the Galwan River? Unlikely. So these are two distinctly different things. I don't think there's any any comparison. Something which is temporary, something which at least is semi-permanent or at the moment in physical possession of China. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of trying to draw the comparison in more conservative terms in the sense that uh, you do something towards your adversary and the adversary simply uh, refuses to accept it, acknowledge it, simply because it is weaker um, in power and plus uh, it has domestic consequences if it accepts it. It was a fair tactics in 1952 uh, 9 to 1962, when uh, nobody besides the military used to go there, even the military communications <laughs> were very poor and nobody knew what was happening. I think it would be a, 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 a disastrous exercise if done today. And uh, because sooner or later, your soldier journalists themselves would leak out the information and uh, others would find out the information and uh, there, there are ways and means the journalists and all have, and it will be a, a perception management disaster. Nothing more. General Padag, what is the risk if the Indian side refuses to acknowledge this and let it pass as a one-off incident? That uh, one risk is that uh, uh, you have lost this uh, portion of your territory and you are no longer right. there uh, in Galwan. Your road is effectively overlooked by the Chinese, and uh, it is. It'll always be a sword of democracies hanging on it. Any time they can cut it off, right. and uh, at, at at you can't reach Konkala, and this LAC loop around Konkala may well be straightened with the passage of time if you allow it to remain here. And uh, Pengong, so as I said, we are we are we are very clear that they, you cannot reach uh, uh, reach finger eight, and so today you might diffuse the situation. Uh, in this manner, but tomorrow uh, the Chinese, I have given the examples there, 
they might do uh, something more in um, uh, depth sunk planes, they might That's do it right. in Nash range, they might do it in Tamcha, they might do it in Chumar. What will we do then? So similar, so you will continue one. losing chunks of uh, territory. In fact, uh, I think Ambassador Stopden uh, has been very vocal about this issue. He has, yeah, he has. Uh, uh, he has mentioned in detail as to how uh, this creeping uh, forward of China has lost so much of uh, the grazing grounds of the uh, Ladakhis and uh, the Bull territory. So it will happen right. elsewhere. So this, that's why this, this is a benchmark event. It has been done by regulars. It is not a case of uh, you know coming to Depsan Plains for 15-20 days and going back or you know putting pressure on you. All those things were diffused with or without concessions. But this is a, a much more serious. And look at the backup forces. Tanks have been reported. Guns have been deployed. There's, there is a movement of regulars a reported precautionary movement elsewhere. We are mobilized in strength. And if if uh, if we want to only rely on diplomacy, what have we mobilized for? I mean, right. it, it, we must look at it this way. I think it's it's a very serious matter, and we must utilize this confrontation to to have a have a as I said, an arrangement of better border management by marking all these areas of different perceptions, physically marking them, laying down absolute protocols, and which should be strictly adhered to. And then the joint working groups must meet and they must demarcate the entire LEC. What, what do you expect from the talks that are currently going on? I mean, this is, this is the Saturday, uh, the 6th. Um, between the generals of the Indian and Chinese armies. So if it's strategic in concept and tactical in nature, the commanders hmm. here can only talk of tactical matters. That's right. They, that cannot, talk right. Of, they cannot talk of, and, uh, of strategic matters. They cannot talk of concessions. They can, <laughs> at best, they would, uh, in my view, they would agree to disagree and uh, have a good cup of tea and uh, say that uh, it, the levels have to be levels have to be raised because the co-commander cannot go and give concessions there. He can at best assure them that we'll adhere to the border uh, management agreement, right? And uh, uh, you allow us to patrol up to finger eight and this and that, etc. But that may not be uh, the if, the if that was acceptable, Chinese. What was the fuss of all about? They didn't have come here. They can say, okay, now guys, don't fight anymore, don't punch each other anymore. Don't use clubs. That's all. Let me ask you my last question. And here is here is the question. Uh, we have for, for a long time, we have been talking about the possibility of a two-front war. Um, it is one thing to talk about the two-front war. But today, I think some of your answers sort of uh, signaled towards the possibility of a collusion of the Chinese and the Pakistanis in the uh, Ladakh region. You, you pointed out um, reports about the NLI um, um, doing exercises, uh, the Chinese doing exercises. Are we looking at the collusion of the two armies uh, against Indian interests in the Ladakh region? And if so, how serious is that? Firstly, the, the probability of a full-fledged war uh, between India and China or India and Pakistan or as a as a war between, right. as a, as a collusive collusion between Pakistan and China and India, a full-fledged war are zero. That's There's right. no probability because That's if right. it if it comes to if the stakes are very high, uh, all three are nuclear powers, and uh, we can exercise as much brinkmanship as Pakistan does or as anybody else does. 
So there is no question of full flight war. Yes. Short of that, in terms of context of limited war or in the context of border conflicts, there's very much a possibility. And the one place where it is most likely is Ladakh. That if something happens in Ladakh, even in terms of border skirmishes, uh, if pa with Pakistan, China can, you know, take uh, assist it and, and vice versa. And there can be a phenomenal amount of collusive support as far as the Air Force is concerned. Uh, China is taking its, its entire link to the Arabian Sea is going to mm. go through the Gilgit Baltistan. You see That's the right. sensitivity right. of this region to China. It has put its entire prestige at stake. And notwithstanding the, the debt trap that countries are falling into. And uh, if you link this part and then and then what I said about, uh, you know, our claims on Baltistan and Xi chain and uh, link these two things, then you see that the collusion of China and Pakistan in this region, in Ladakh especially, I think that the, there is very much uh, a possibility uh, of that happening. And the probability would be much higher than happening elsewhere. Thank you, General. What a pressure talking to you. Uh, always, always a great uh, honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like this podcast, please rate and follow us. For regular updates, you can also follow our Twitter handle NSC with HJ or our Facebook page National Security Conversations with Happy Mon Jacob.